Welcome to the HSCT Warriors Podcast, bringing voice to the journeys of HSCT Warriors worldwide. I'm Dr. Jen Stansberry Koenig, or Zen Jen, and so grateful to share this story with you. As we continue to grow the HSCT Warrior community, illuminate the invisibilities of autoimmune disease, recognize the possibilities of a future free from disease progression, connect through our shared experiences, and advocate for an inclusive society. We're so glad you've joined us. So it's really great to connect with you again, Cecilia. Oh, yes, for sure. So thanks uh, for sharing. Uh, what are we now? So you, so we met in Chicago shortly mm-hmm. after I was transplanted and had the pleasure of enjoying a good meal together. Um, yes. And you had just went through transplant, right? Yes. My transplant was in July of 2018. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were just a few months post transplant. Just a few months. Yeah. When I showed up for my one year follow up with Dr. Bird. Mm-hmm. So how are things going? Gee whiz, three, four years yeah. later. Yeah. Things are, you know, they're going, they're going good. You know, it's, it's interesting how a lot has changed in our world as we've all been experiencing. Yes. And, I seem like it for me, it just kind of like correlated with my health because I went through such a huge change, like a huge, mm, like transformation transplant in itself is just like, Oh my God. Yeah. Then, then the world changed. So it's been a lot, but I've, I've been really working on kind of myself and just being at peace with and um, acceptance has been huge. So with all that, I do feel like I'm just very grateful and in a good place within myself. That's so wonderful. So how have your MS symptoms mm-hmm. or your experience with MS, how has it shifted in the last four years? Yeah, it's been like it's a bit of a roller coaster because um, people do say, you know, it's a roller coaster. And so not like too drastic, but so right after transplant, I was like feeling amazing. So good. And um it's weird because it felt like it almost like was like I was weaning down a little bit so I did feel like the potency of it and I know it's not potency or anything but it felt like kind of like I was really going good maybe just right after transplant but then it slowly just symptoms started appearing more so but I just kind of stayed really positive and kept a positive mindset that I was going to be the one to change my life along with all the different tools of my health and the transplants and, you know, just support a family that I was going to just keep moving forward. So I was doing good. And then, um, I hit a little bit of a bump (laughs) and that was in, uh, we'll say this was in March of this year. So I was going good. I was going good for a bit. And then March, March came. And I got a little bit of a pseudo flare, mm. which kind of scared the heck out of me because I'm like, oh, my God, I went through all of that. And like I was like crying, just like I went through so much. And they said this wasn't supposed to happen. And I do a lot of other healing modalities like my just my mindset, meditation and well, <laughs> diet. And you're, and, and you're involved with yoga and bar, right? Yes, all of that. So I'm 
you know, and that's where I realized, like, you can, and even with just MS in general, like, I stopped kind of attacking myself. <laughs> and like, you know, I can be doing everything. We all can be doing everything that we know for our health. And it still kind of goes awry because, you know what, this is a Ill condition and a, 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 an illness. It is a dysfunction within our bodies. And so, like, we can't necessarily completely control it. And so I kind of dropped that little illusion that I could con completely control everything. Mm. I can do what I can, but also I had to be like, you know what, this is happening and I'm not going to, if I freak out, it's going to even make it worse. Mm. Yeah. What do you think caused this pseudo flare? So I had, you know, I went to see my neurologist and, you know, they they think that it possibly could have been from the COVID shot, you know, because I did get vaccinated. Mm. Um, and it was almost a year prior. So it was like a year later that I actually had a reaction. But again, it just kind of left a big unknown with already an unknown with having MS. Sure. So um, and I'm not like I kind of like. I did what I did. We all make our own choices with the best information that we have at the time. Mm -hmm. and try not to be so harsh on myself for making that decision that I did at the time. But, you know, we just got to take ownership of whatever choices we do make and try to do what's best moving forward. Sure. And I think there's plenty of people that I've spoken with who, mm -hmm. at least in the uh, short term, after getting revaccinated, right, haven't had any negative experiences. So it may have yeah. been something else, but it may have been the vaccine. Who knows? Um, yeah, we it's just, so hard to know. Yeah, we just we just don't know. And, you know, I'm tr I try not to kind of like get stuck on that. You know, I shouldn't have done that mm. or that's the reason because honestly, I don't know. I do know that's the one thing that was different but I still don't know. <laughs> the good thing is, is I did recover from that. It took about a month of just like resting, mm. but I did recover, which I'm like, oh my God, so grateful because it was, it was scary. Sure. Yeah. It was very terrifying. When I had COVID, I had that same kind of fear in my mind. Like what, how, just, what did I do? Did I yeah. really just throw away this whole chance yeah, it was, it's scary, but then it, it kind of, I just always try to keep in mind that like, it is still, a, you know, MS is still a part of my story, but it's not everything and it's not going to control everything either. And so. That's I awesome. Just, it's a great mindset to have. Yeah. And I'm still learning and still growing. You know, we all are. <laughs> uh, hopefully. Right. <laughs> um, so how have your symptoms changed in the last few years, if at all? Because yeah, truly the point is to halt progression. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm so grateful because, you know, symptoms have changed in a sense. Like, so my bladder has gotten a lot better. I still do go to the bathroom probably about you know, four or five times a night. <laughs> but if that's if I drink, you know, some water before bed. But like, that's that's changed a bit for me because it's not as frequent. I was going like probably, I was barely sleeping. I was always having to go. So, I mean, if it's four or five times, 
I'm okay with that. I'm like, that's okay. I can sure. still get No, I was that. very similar to that. And <laughs> it started shifting right around that four-year mark. And it is even better. I, I only get up once a night now. Good. If that gives you hope. Yes, it does. You know, I'm actually working on getting off of coffee to see if that's something that would help me. I stopped drinking. I don't drink any coffee past like 11 a.m. Okay. Because I drink just one cup a day and it's usually around mm. like eight. But then I still think maybe like that could affect my bladder in some way. So I'm, you know, I'm experimenting a little bit. There you go. <laughs> because we don't know, right? Right. Well, everything is self-experimentation. But we just, you know, that's how we figure ourselves out. For sure. So bladder's somewhat improving. Anything yeah. else? So the bladder's somewhat improved. Um, my, I mean, I have a good amount of energy. I do, you know, I work full time, pretty stressful job. I work out. I um, take care of a dog. And like, I just, I, there's a lot of things. So I'm very active. And I feel like, which is awesome. You know, yeah. Do you find scary. yourself saying like, I could have never done this before HSCT? Kind of like, I don't think, I think I don't even like go thinking that way, but sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I would be this active because kind of the thought of like, I can't do it. just doesn't come into my head. Mm. It's always just like, okay. Or if I get tired, I'm not like, Oh, you know, it's just like a signal to kind of slow down, but not like, Oh, this MS, this MS. It's That's more of just nice. A communication I'm like okay I'll listen <laughs> well yeah paying attention to what our body is trying to tell us it's a it's a skill for sure to practice oh yeah yeah it's definitely um something to practice and with compassion and gentleness with ourselves and that's where I think our connection with ourselves is for me, because I, I do a lot with my healing and HSCT, the dental transplant has been a huge part of it. I'm so grateful to it. But that has just also like, it's been a part of my healing. One of the biggest parts has just like been able to connect with myself. Mm. And when I see MS, I see it as like, oh my, it's more of myself. It's more of myself. And so with that kind of view, look at it, I'm just, my whole like kind of view towards it has softened mm. and that has helped my healing. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. What you resist, right. Can persist. It can. And when I talk, when I share this, I like, I've, I've been there. I've, I've, I've gone through it. It's not like. I've just had MS. A couple, I mean, I've had MS since 2003, so I've I've been in this for a long time, and it's it's you know I just don't I don't share this lightly that like oh yeah I love myself by myself. It's like it's taken me a while, but like going on to that journey, it's it's the best. <laughs> it's the best when you can when you have yourself and you don't hate yourself and you don't like shame yourself anymore because you have MS like no no this has been opportunity brilliant so why don't you remind our listeners who maybe have not revisited our uh, first season in mm -hmm. a while right so 
uh, how you came to be diagnosed and how you even came to find HSCT as an option for you. Yeah. Divine intervention. 19 years. Yeah. 19 years is a long time to live with, live with MS. It's, it's insane. Like sometimes I'm like, Oh my God. Um, so I, you know, that's why I'm just like so grateful to the universe. And like, I such a belief that like things just all happen for a reason. And some, you know, it's been there to teach me, but I, I came across it. I've met a friend at a wall of Terry walls convention, just randomly never knew this person. I started talking, we became friends. Then she randomly told me about a guy that she knew who was going to do this procedure. And she just gave me his phone number. Mm. I called him up. He talked to me about it. And then I got online, looked it up, and then I called Northwestern. And how crazy is it that Northwestern is offering this procedure and you live in Chicago? Right. I was just like, you know, I was a little like, oh, my God, I wish I would have known about this sooner because I would have, you know, not have gone through so much heartache. But, you know, I trust that everything happens as it happens. You know, I wouldn't be it just nothing would have unfolded the way it did. And whatever lessons I had to learn, I, I, you know, I'm grateful. And so, yeah, cause I'm like, oh, I probably wouldn't be as physically, I'm not, I don't like to say I'm disabled, but like, there's things I can't do. Like I can't run. Mm-hmm. And so I, I probably wouldn't be as physically challenged in some ways, but you know, this is just what my path unfolded. Love it. I'm glad I can still stand. And I can still right. walk. Yeah. That's a huge blessing. And that, that I really understand. Mm. And people, many people know how, how much work it is to just stand. Right. It is very, it is something that is very taken for granted. It is. And I understand, you know, it's, it's just, is what it is. You know, people don't have a deep understanding of that unless it's taken away, mm. which I know us with MS, we, we have a different connection to that. And so, um, I, I'm just, you know, again, it brings me back to just being grateful for where I'm at and, you know, I'm just grateful for the transplants and everything I've learned on my journey and it's still unfolding and it's still, you know, there's still going to be bumps as I experienced in April, but I try my best to, reground myself. Sure. So what have been those components of recovery for you during the last few years that you have found most effective? Like, what have you tried out that you're finding oh, the most yeah. benefit from? So, um, I've, I've been into trying a lot of different things and, you know, I followed Dr. Terry Walls for a while and I feel like I don't like ever saying there's one way to do anything. We have to find what works best for ourselves, for our bodies. But I tried the carnivore diet and I was a little like, eh, not reluctant about it. I'm like, this sounds a little crazy to me, but I tried it. And I kid you not, my balance felt better. Really? And that's why I'm like, it sounds crazy. And I would think I was crazy too, because I'm like, this is just, no, but it, and when I don't do carnivore, so I've been carnivore since, um, 2020, but actually I haven't stopped it because I've just been feeling so good. Um, but if I, I actually, I don't ever stop it, but 
So I'm you like, think it's the protein? It's something with it. It's insane how it affects me neurologically. I feel like I'm getting so many vitamins because meat has so many different vitamins mm-hmm. and nutrients. And that it's almost like a like a bombardment of this nutrient. And then I'm also not getting any of the anti-nutrients that sometimes plant foods have mm. at all. So um, I also don't eat bread or gluten. The gluten definitely can trigger some skin issues for me. So I've gotten off that. So, I mean, it sounds pretty extreme to go carnivore, but once you just eat kind of meat and other, like I eat meat and rice and um, like some other variations to it. Like I eat a lot of fruit. I just don't want anything else. The meat satiates you and you're good. I mean, there was definitely a period of like adjustment, but I'm, it's, it's definitely helped me. And so that's wonderful. Finding what helps us. Right. Well, for sure. I definitely notice I need more protein in my life. Um, I just function better when I have protein, whether it's in the form of a smoothie or meat, but Mm -hmm. my doctors caution me with iron levels. And so, yeah, it's definitely an individual balance, right? Finding what works for you. Right. For your body. Cause all our bodies are just, we're all so different. We're all so different. And and trying things out for try at least, you know, a month, maybe two months and see how it works for you. And then you can also adjust things too. You can bring more things in or take things out, experimenting with. So basically you take everything out. You're just eating kind of meat and rice, and then you bring stuff back in to see what your body reacts to. And so I was able to see definitely reacts to gluten. So then I just eliminate that. That's just not part of my life. There you go. Sugar can be sugar. something terrible for me. Oh, sugar too. I Sugar, I just don't, that won't ever come into my house. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> it can be sad, but it's just, it's not worth it to feel good. Yeah. I, I mean, I heard the best quote on like Instagram once and it said, nothing tastes as good as healthy feels. Mm. I love it. I love like, that too. Deep one. That's a deep one. <laughs> it really is. Because as soon as you, you know, indulge yourself, at least me, I instantly regret. And then I'm, you know, spend the next two weeks even yeah, trying to get trying. rid of the inflammation. Yes. Yeah. And it's just what I've noticed because I don't, you know, I don't eat any sugar, but um, honey is a big sweetener that's a part of my diet that. It's actually really good for us, and it doesn't um, raise our blood sugar, mm. and it's actually really good. I get organic honey. It's really good. Try that. Nice. We we like agave syrup, too. Agave. Or agave ne- nectar. It's yeah. plant-based yeah. and lower in sugar. And... Yeah, it's a good one. So recovery seems to be going smoothly for you, is it? Other it's than quite, the bump in March, have you had any other I've issues? I've had a couple of little issues. So, like, I will get into, like, want, like I'll feel really good and I'll start working out, feeling great. This was, I think, in, when did this happen? I think this was, like, in maybe February. 
I so I go to a bar and I was doing that a lot and I was walking out of a bar. I was feeling so good actually and I tripped over the doormat. Mm. And I was feeling so good that actually like okay for me whenever I'm walking I always in my head and thinking about and, and scanning the ground because I don't want to trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have MS and I do have issues so I just always am aware of everything. But for that one moment, when I was walking out after working out, I wasn't thinking about anything. I just was feeling good. And then I trip over the mat and I fly and I actually, I like ate the concrete. Ouch. Yeah. It would just, that's where Mm. I wrote something on Instagram about this because it just, I, I busted my chin. I ended up having to go to the emergency room. Oh no. And, um, but when I was there sitting in the emergency room, I was thinking, I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to be mad at myself. Cause I, I definitely was thinking like, Oh my God, I feel so stupid. Here I am working out and here on the MS girl. Cause I'm sure everyone in the studio knows the girl with the MS, but I'm like, you know what? Honestly, anyone could have tripped and fell. Yes. Maybe I'm more careful. So that's a reminder to me, just be more mindful I, cause I wasn't really thinking I was probably rushing out because maybe my mind was somewhere else, mm. but not, you know what? That could have happened to anyone. And I'm not going to be angry about it. Like angry, like at myself at least, and just be like, you know, it happened. I'm, you know, I'm okay. Thank you that my dad was able to take me to the hospital. <laughs> Thank you that, you know, I got stitches and I'm, you know, it's not worse. I didn't lose my teeth. Mm, right. <laughs> Well, so, it's a gracious way to be kind and find compassion for yourself. Yeah, it was such a like little lesson. And it's kind of like, you know, it happened. But I also like I wasn't even mad at like the studio because I could have been for a second. I'm like, oh, my God, I tripped over the damn mat. You know, why did they right. do that? But, but right. anyone could have done that. And I love this studio that I go to. I've been going there for like eight years. Nice. They're all super nice they all came to like oh my god can we help you they were all like trying to be helpful you know and so like instead of like going down a negative way which we all always can I'm like no I'm gonna (laughs) see what you know try to look at it in like a positive way try to and I, I actually was just grateful for the support that I received from the people at the studio and the concern and that you know I gave to myself so that was that was one thing that happened in February. And then just lately, um, about a month ago, so I I've been dating. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a whole other that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> so I've been dating, but so I started dating and like all of a sudden like I got into a car accident and I was like, okay. Oh, no. And I didn't relate it to anything, but then for me, I'm just noticing that, like, I've kind of been getting distracted away from, like, just being myself and trying to be somebody else with going on these dates. And so, anyway, so I got into a car accident. It was just a little fender bender. But then a couple of weeks ago, I was on a date at a movie theater. And, like, I wasn't feeling a connection with this guy. And nobody's seen me happen. But I, I tripped over my sandal. And I ended up spraining my leg. Oh, no. So I've been nursing this sprained leg for the past month. It's oh. still hurting right now. Hmm. <laughs> and I'm a little like, oh, my God, embarrassed. Like, because I totally 
have been distracted by going on these dates. And so I'm not dating at the moment because I'm like, you know, I just need to take care of my health and be more careful. Mm. But it's weird how the universe talks, it sends me information and it's been telling me. Pay attention, you know, Cecilia. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Pay attention, right? Uh, and so I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm doing my best to listen. <laughs> well, it can be such a practice. And I love the grace with which you show up to that practice and, and even just devoting time to yourself. It's such a great model for anyone listening, right? Like we all deserve that care for, for ourselves. Yeah. It's just continuously being gentle with yourself, forgiving yourself for the mess ups for like, Oh my God, I'm so I tripped or like I went dating and I got a little like kind of into a different mindset, but it's okay. We're going to get back on track. We're all good. It's okay. (laughs) And maybe that's exactly when you'll find the right person. I think you are exactly right. Exactly right. Because another thing I'm looking, been listening to all this dating stuff and it's like, it feels like you dating from your worth or your wound. And I was really like, dang, I think I'm dating for my wound. Mm. <laughs> and that was another big one that I was like, wow, okay, I'm taking time. I'm taking time for me. <laughs> well, it's like when you stop looking, that's when whoever it is shows up. Right, right. If you And I'm just focusing on just being happy with me, me in this new place and this kind of new outlook towards my life and new kind of like feeling really healthy, my new connection with my body, my new connection with MS. And I'm just going to take my time. What will be will be. But regardless, I'm good with me. So important. (laughs) So important. So why was it important for you to participate in the podcast and share this update with us today? Well, I love talking with you because I've missed you. I know. Oh, my God. We have to definitely do some sort of like HSTT meetup or something. I would love that. Yes, oh my yes, God. yes. Especially after this this craziness of a world that we've been living in for years. Um, it would be great. It would be great just to connect with other people who've gone on this journey. And I think it's important to feel a sense of community. In general, I'm just feeling like, like feeling some sort of belonging and that's where my connection with myself has been so healing because I am finally feeling like I belong because I I found myself but like also like you have that feeling of belonging with with community of people that have gone through what you've gone through people with MS it's not often people really understand the struggle and of course it's going to be different for everyone but like you know we get it yeah yeah and it it's interesting because during the monthly social hours, I'll hear the same thing kind of repeated there. Like people really just want to show up and hang out with other people who get it. Even if we're not talking about anything related to HSCT or MS and it's just like sharing how your day was and, Oh yeah, I tripped on whatever. And like, you know that people can relate to that. So well, I encourage you to show up to our social this weekend. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I say this weekend and the recording will be later. But the last weekend of every month, Sunday of each month, except when the holidays come into play. But 
people show up from all over um four to six p.m eastern time okay Okay, yeah, I definitely- we've got people from all over the United States, sometimes people from Canada, uh, people have shown up from the UK and Germany, although oh, the wow. timing is a little bit off for them. Last month, we had someone who was in Russia going through HSET and a friend he made in, like, in Moscow at the hospital. They were wow. both going through HSCT at the same time. They showed up and hung out with us for, for about an hour and then it got to be midnight in Russia. So they bailed to get some rest, but it was awesome to see them while they're going through treatment. Wow. I didn't even know you had this going on. Yes. Yes. Since mm, maybe last March. Okay. So it's been a while now and like the community is not massive, but it doesn't need to be. And maybe someday it will be. Yeah. That sounds great, though. It'd be I, great I, to have you. Yeah, no, I would love to um, definitely come in. I, I do have a concert this weekend, so it's, I'm a little like, oh, what time is it at? <laughs> right. I, well, I will actually best because, hey, we have our technology with us in our hands. I know, right? So you, I think, I saw photos of you got to meet Selma Blair. Oh, my God, yes. Tell me about this. That was awesome. It's so funny. Like that was when I was actually experiencing my flare. I didn't even know. Oh no. Like I definitely was feeling not my best there and I had my stick with me, but we have to work around. I don't go anywhere without my tracking poles these days, just (laughs) because I like the space that I get around me because people like stare and they don't want to come near you but it like it helps me keep distanced right and just take my time and let people know like yeah yeah no I I want to get to a more like a comfortable place where I feel good using but I because for me when I use a, a stick walking my walking stick it's like I need that point of contact to the ground to help me stay like in line like I need it so much but I I resist it but and so what you resist persists and as soon as I started using two uh, my walking got so much better because I can be more fluid and I can practice the proper movement oh my god that just makes so much sense to me thank you for sharing that because that that sounds exactly what I need to be well and honestly I was very like the first year post-transplant, I resisted any kind of assistance. I was like, no, because before transplant, I didn't need any assistance and I don't need it now. Yeah. Well, of course I did because I needed to correct my gait because Uh I wasn't swinging my leg anymore. I don't, I don't have to hitch my hip and swing my leg around because I can bend my knee, but the nerves still don't send the right signal, right? Like, Yeah, it still takes a lot of concentration to practice that proper movement. And so with COVID and not going anywhere, my mobility has gotten slower, but I'm walking better, but I'm slower. So it's a confound, right? Like, but the movement is better. Like the movement is more correct. And that's what I want to be training. And so two tracking poles help me train that better. And reinforce that neural pathway. 
Exactly. Exactly. I feel like that's where that's what's missing when I'm walking. Yeah, I I I, I understand that very clearly. <laughs> and so <laughs> maybe maybe you'll find the courage to to embrace too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's why for me, I just am working a lot on just kind of my mental health and like my connection with myself, because that's what I'm working on. I want to connect with, with this part of me because I want to be safe too. Right. It can be, you know, I busted my freaking chin. Yeah. That is no fun. (laughs) That is no bueno, but, but it's a process and I, you know, I'm open to it, to learning more and to connecting more with myself and being more comfortable, which is like where I'm at. And what I need, you know, there's nothing wrong if I need assistance. Correct. And that's been an easier affirmation, even for me. Yeah. Year four, four and five. It was those first three years. I definitely struggled to get there and wish I had found it sooner. Kind of like the, kind of like the transplant. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it interesting, like when you pay attention and you reflect and you really think about it? Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 you know, I, we just, I guess when I, when I think of that, I'm like, well, I just, I'm honoring my process. You know, yes. I would, would have done things sooner or, you know, even now I'm like, oh, I wish I would be kind of where you're at, where you're just more comfortable with, with using assistance with how you offer you need it and i i have a block or i just i hold i kind of like i i have like a little stigma there i have judgment essentially what it is for myself and i'm working on that i am aware of it but i am working on it and And it is a process it is a process and so i i'll you know I'm going to start slow. I'm like, I'm going to a concert this weekend. I'm definitely bringing my stick. I'm definitely going to reach out to ADA to let them. And my leg is messed up because I fell the other day. Right. That's all sprained. (laughs) Right. And I almost feel a little more comfortable to ask for assistance because my leg is sprained, which is like weird. I don't know. Isn't it? Have you ever experienced that where you feel a little like, I don't know, like I feel like the MS is like harder for me to definitely be an acceptance of for sure. Agreed. I went, <laughs> I went to a concert just a couple weekends ago and it was an amazing outdoor facility. Nice. And I, like I had four throw seats, which is amazing. And so, you know, I had to walk in front of this huge crowd that was already there because I showed up pretty late mm-hmm. and um, I just took my time. Yeah, like, but I'm learning, like, screw what anyone else thinks, yeah. honestly. It's not your problem. It's not our, it's not, it's not my problem if they have an issue. Right. I just <laughs> needed to get there safely and not trip and, right? and bust my face open either. And so I did, and it was successful, and I got all the way down to the front. And then I'm like, okay, how am I going to navigate to these seats? And, yeah. like, people were like, well, wait, are you, where are you seat? where are your seats? And I point and they're like, well, hold on a second, because we were in these folding chair section, which were super comfortable and cushy. But like people stood up and folded up their chairs and moved them out of the way to clear the path for me. I was like, 
This is such a great community. Thank you so much. It was brilliant. Like absolved all fear and worry. It was amazing. I think that's, that's actually like, I notice that often too. And sometimes like I'll take that almost as like a, like a pity response, but most times it's really not. It's really, it's all, all that judgment. That's, that's just in my own head. Yes. Except for like the people who literally you can tell they're pitying you. (laughs) Yeah. There's that drives me nuts. Like I was at um, an appointment a couple weeks ago and I'm walking out to my car and this woman is sitting in her car right next to mine with the window down, just staring at me the whole time. (laughs) And I finally get to my car, fine, safe. And she's like, God bless you. Can I help you? I'm like, not anymore. I'm where I need to be, but thank you. I'm good. Thank you. But you could just see that look of pity on her face. Like, I feel so sorry for you. Well, I feel sorry for you. (laughs) Right. And I feel like I think just coming more connected with myself, I'm getting more comfortable where it's like, I can just not take in that. I'm still, I probably still, I definitely will still feel it because we're all human and we can feel I'm an empath as well. And so I'm like, Oh, I definitely can feel a lot. But I think in some ways, like I had mentioned from my first interview, it builds up our own personal resilience of like, you know what? I'm good. (laughs) Right. Well, and like, I'm not asking for help and I'm not trying to burden anyone else. And I'm sorry that you view me as a burden or you see my disability or you see my deficiencies. Like I feel sorry for you for not recognizing that I'm a brilliant human being with a lot of gifts to offer the world. And I'm not a problem. Right. Right. Just because you need assistance that you are for yourself. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I just throw that pity right back at them and feel, feel bad and feel compassion for those people for finding that judgment. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a practice. It's not easy. The practice, it's a, it's a process and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working towards it and, um, that's, 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 it's all I can be doing right now. And I'm wanting to learn more about myself and just having more confidence of where I'm at, regardless. Like, it doesn't matter. It's like dropping all the judgments of everything that you see out there. It's, it's, it's a lot because this is how our society is. <laughs> That's the truth. But I'm just becoming more comfortable with myself that, like, I don't even give a damn. <laughs> like, whatever. It still stings. Right. It still stings. It's mm-hmm. still, but it's not gonna, it doesn't, it's, I'm learning not to question myself anymore. It's going to mm. stink, but then I'm just going to like, let it roll off. Beautiful. That's not easy to do. And it's a process. I'm getting there. Right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so what it's could a- you offer as advice based on your experience with HSCT and even in the past four years of recovery that might help others? who find themselves either thinking about HSCT or even doubting themselves in recovery? Well, one of the 
like I said, you know, the biggest thing is, is just actually when I went into HSCT, that's where I really started my, my own personal spiritual journey. And it's really just connecting with myself. And that's where I started to, I guess, just question, just question and stay open to learning more about yourself learning more about the unknown. It is terrifying. It is scary. It does hurt. But with that, I feel like I've been able to learn more about myself and, and heal, heal and heal with all the things I've been doing, the HSCT. And again, community has always been so healing for me and connecting with others and learning and being open to growth and change because you know what nothing's stagnant we're always changing we're always learning and that's the biggest thing that can help us all on our journeys dynamic indeed mm-hmm. i have to admit i don't remember the superpower that you gained in your experience with hsct so do you remember what it was then or if it's changed what might your superpower be now Mm. my superpower I can't remember what my superpower was maybe I'm thinking it could have been resilience Mm, maybe I just I just like that I just love resilience and I feel like I can really connect with that because I've just been through so much and you know you take a few steps forward and a few steps backwards and it's just it's been a journey (laughs) it's been a journey but um, I just keep getting back up. Literally, sometimes, you know, it's literally from the ground. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> got to laugh at it, you know. Hey, well, some cry, but sometimes they do that too. But no, it's life. It happens. And so being able to just having that compassion for myself and giving myself strength to get back up mm. to to keep pushing, to learn more, to grow, and to um, understand myself more. All, all myself, all my parts, the MS parts, the angry parts, the happy parts, mm-hmm. all parts. Yeah, it sounds like resilience, right? Yeah. And even inner knowing, curiosity about yourself. Yeah curiosity because we'll just find out so much and I'm still learning so much about myself I don't I'm I don't know shit but no (laughs) (laughs) I'm still learning but it's like wow like I am kind of strong I am you know pretty much a badass I think hey if we all went through HSCT we're pretty badass right (laughs) I feel the same way I think so. I mean, like, I I was thinking when I was going through it, I'm like, if I can, or after that, right after, I was just like, if I can get through a stem cell transplant, I can get through anything. <laughs> I was thinking that when I went through COVID. So uh, remind me, did you have any complications when you went through HSCT? I didn't. No, it was actually very smooth for me. Nice. It was, you know, very smooth. God bless, you know. Well, and you had a really good diet, right? Like, did you do anything specific to prepare for HSCT? Um, one thing I did do when I was in, actually in the hospital, I brought with me bone broth, which mm. was like so healing because it's really, 
like when you get um, chemotherapy, it, it kills your gut. That's like the first thing it kills. And so with the bone broth, it just like it for me. I was like, it's like a like a like a warm hug. It like hugs your gut. Mm. <laughs> That's how I felt it. I was like, oh, just giving. And then you're also getting uh, nutrients, and it's really good for you. So that's what I did. <laughs> I think a friend of mine did the same thing, especially in recovery, once yeah. she was home. Yeah. That's so a good. And a lot of collagen mm-hmm. is in that. Like, oh, yeah. Natural collagen. Mm-hmm. Just good stuff. It's very good stuff. You've shared a lot of gratitude even today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But is there anything you're grateful for about your experience with HSCT that has gone unspoken? I'm just grateful I was able to, I got in there before, you know, Dr. Burt was off doing other things. I'm like, I'm so grateful that I got in. I'm so grateful. Um, Yeah, there's not much... Just grateful just that's it. It takes it right there. I'm just grateful for all the doctors there and Dr. Bird, he's a really I just really appreciate the work he was doing and um, you know, his book is coming out, which is so um, exciting. Thing that will be interesting to read. Oh, and then mentioning of Selma Blair, like it, I just I think it's so cool how she's bringing more awareness to MS to people. Um and that was, it was so crazy because when I went to that book signing, I like sat in like the front row and was just like so enthralled to talk with her. I asked her a question. I was the last question. And then afterwards, everyone like ran to like go get her book signed. And I was like one of the last ones to walk out. And I was like, oh man, the line was packed. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to the bathroom. And my sister was with me. We go to the bathroom and she was walking out, Selma Blair. Oh, Wow. So then that's where right there, her and I, like, she gave me a hug and she was so like, she's a Midwesterner. She was born in Michigan. She was like so down to earth. I was just like, she's so sweet. And so it was just nice to connect with somebody that's like, oh my God, Selma Blair, you know, just to see somebody else. She's so normal. And so like just bringing awareness and talking about her journey and, from what she explained, and I've been reading her book, is that she, she, I feel like with anyone who, if you have MS, like, this is our opportunity to really dive deep in ourselves. And I feel like she's been doing that for herself as well. That's so important. Yeah. And so yeah. neat that you connected with her that way. Yeah. Randomly at the bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure she, did she know that you had had HSCT? I, 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 so I asked last question, I told her, I'm like, I was just, you know, I just went through HSCT and I seen Dr. Burr. And so she was like, Oh my God. And so we talked a little bit about that. Um, yeah. So it was so cute. She's like, she's like, I'm here with my sister. And I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, my sister's right here too. (laughs) (laughs) So it was so, it was so cool. Just like so surreal. Like, Oh my God, this like big personality right here. Just a normal person. A normal person, right? I was just like, and she was wearing heels, but she was like, and she had a, a, a can, like a thing to help keep her balance. She's like, yeah, these are ridiculous. Like she makes, she's kind of like she'll make fun of herself a little bit, but it's kind of cute because 
it's just kind of like she has an interesting little humor to her, but I, I think it's pretty, um, I think I like it. I think it's funny. <laughs> well, and whatever you've got to do, right, to make it work. And it's right. awesome that she can find that humor and still try and is fine if she like wobbles or right. not trips, God forbid. But you know, right. like doesn't take it as smoothly as possible. Maybe you can channel some of her energy when you yeah. find yeah, your she, two trekking poles on either side of right. you. I know that's very, that's inspiring to me. What you just shared with me about that really, it, it is very, cause I'm like, I wonder how that would feel in my body. I, I seriously like, it, I would feel better. <laughs> once I started using both poles, my hips, shifted significantly and I was in a ton of pain there for a good like couple weeks even in my hips and like my my lower back and just because everything was resetting yeah and breaking the old patterns and so I just tried to embrace the pain right and maybe I should have gone to a chiropractor or something but I just worked through it and kept up with my Pilates and strengthening and all the things. And so my knee still hyperextends and that's the default, especially yeah. if I'm not really concentrating on keeping it bent as I shift yeah. my weight and walk. And so like, if I'm trying to get somewhere quickly, then I just hyperextend my knee and I get there quickly yeah. and then I regret it because then my knee hurts. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so it's, it's a process. It's, uh, it is a process. It's so funny as I'm like, literally, I'm, that's what happened to my leg. I have extended it <laughs> and I'm feeling it right now. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. Cause that's, I guess maybe it's just, it could be even with MS, like my legs definitely hyperextend, but then when I fell, it really messed it up. But it's healing <laughs> and I'm learning, you know, how to better kind of move through this life on many levels, <laughs> physically, emotionally, spiritually, but we're, I'm learning, I'm learning. And you're doing the work and that's what matters, right? Exactly. Yeah. Nothing else matters, really. Nothing else matters. I'm doing the work. I'm taking care of myself and connecting with myself and trying things safely, trying to. <laughs> Brilliant. It's always a joy and a delight to yeah. connect with you. Oh, same. I'm always glad to connect and talk and keep the connection going. Always open to talking to anyone who's interested or going into it or anything. It's nice to have a community of us warriors willing to help. Right. We have to be open and share. We have to share and connect and have a community. It's so important. I'm also on Instagram. I'm not on there as much. It's just a community page. It's really just to connect like genuinely with people. That's it. <laughs> sure. And I can link in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm not really on there as much, but I'm, you know, more than happy to talk to anyone. <laughs> Available. Well, thank you so yeah. much for sharing your story, for sharing inspiration with us and uh, strategies even to just take care of yourself. Yes. Yes. It's good work and a good practice 
that requires a lot of patience and resilience. Yes. Yeah. Well, keep up the good work, Cecilia. Thank you. You too, Jen. Always great talking to you. Zen Jen. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Take good care. Okay. You too. Talk to you. Bye. Bye. Be sure to visit hsctwarriorspodcast.org, where you can find notes from today's episode, submit ideas or feedback, and connect with resources and the HSCT Warriors Incorporated nonprofit. As always, special thanks to musical genius Billy Allitzhauser for sharing his superpowers to create the soundtrack, edit, and produce the audio to make this podcast possible. You can find us both when you subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts. It has been amazing to connect with warriors worldwide, and we would love to hear from you about how the podcast has helped your journey with autoimmune disease. Take a moment to connect with us on Instagram or share this episode with someone you know that would enjoy listening. In the meantime, we hope you'll tune in next Wednesday for another episode highlighting another HSCT warrior. Until then, be a snowflake and embrace your superpowers. Be kind, be well. Jen Stansberry Koenig and the producers disclaim medical influence and responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. If you think you have a medical problem, please contact a licensed physician and take good care.